when I walked up to the entrance of Valle de los Caídos, I was very impressed and also taken aback by the absolute scale of the thing. Um, there was a huge mouth of a cave that just appeared in front of me, topped by an enormous cross, which I didn't know was the biggest cross in the world at the time. And as you walk in, um, as I walked in, there is very little light. It is an extremely dark room, a room that goes many, many feet in front of you and gets darker and darker as you enter. And above me were these very ominous kind of guardian figures that perhaps were supposed to be menacing or supposed to be protecting, but I couldn't tell. To me, they were very scary. And you keep going, it gets darker and darker as you're descending into this cave, which seemed to be built out of a mountain. And finally, you reach the tomb of Francisco Franco, which is understated compared to the grandiousness of the rest of the place, but still was surrounded, flanked by guards, watching it 24-7, people standing around. Um, but was just a simple placard on the floor with his name. 60 kilometers outside Madrid lies Spain's largest mass grave. Cut into the mountainside, the Valley of the Fallen is where dictator Francisco Franco lies buried. Around him, tens of thousands of bodies of unnamed people killed on both sides of Spain's civil war, many of them murdered on Franco's orders. On November 17, 2021, Spain's ruling coalition government, composed of left-wing parties PSOE and Podemos, announced that the infamous Valle de los Caídos would recover its original pre-Franco name, Valle de Cuelgamuros. Earlier in the year, it was also decided that the body of Primo de Rivera, Spain's first conservative dictator from 1921 to 1929, would be exhumed from the basilica at the site. These decisions are just the latest instances of Spain's attempt to officially close the chapter on its phalanges past. Previously, in 2018, immediately after his inauguration as prime minister, Socialist Party member Pedro Sanchez announced his plans to exhume and relocate the body of Francisco Franco, Spain's military dictator who imposed his authoritarian government onto the country for 40 years until his death in 1975. At the time, his body also rested in the Grand Basilica in Valle de los Caídos. Sanchez's announcement instigated fierce debate amongst the political parties and the public. Right-wing parties and supporters criticized Sanchez for what they saw as a purely political move. Several attempts were made by Franco's descendants to stop the plan, but in the end, Franco's body was relocated from the Basilica to a family cemetery in El Pardo, Madrid on October 24, 2019. Several attempts were made by Franco's descendants to stop the plan, but in the end, Franco's body was relocated from the Basilica to a family cemetery in El Pardo, Madrid on October 24, 2019. For those unfamiliar with Spain's tumultuous 20th century history, they may wonder why the renaming and exhumations are such politically charged issues. This episode will answer that question, arguing that Valle de los Caídos is the physical embodiment of the greater debate around Francisco Franco and how he should be remembered in Spain. The episode will explain the history and style of the site itself, how the site functions to shape social memory and perpetuate Franco's victory narrative, and the contemporary controversies surrounding it. 
En el vigésimo aniversario de la victoria nacional, se inaugura la Gran Basílica de la Santa Cruz del Valle de los Caídos, que como se afirmó en el decreto fundacional, tiene la grandeza de los monumentos antiguos que pueden desafiar al tiempo y al olvido, y constituye lugar de meditación, de estudio y de reposo, en que las generaciones futuras rindan tributo de admiración a los que les legaron una España mejor. Immediately after the nationalist victory in the Spanish Civil War in 1939, General Francisco Franco sought to rebuild a monument to memorialize it. Construction of the monument, which mainly consists of a 150-meter cross and a basilica, began in 1940 in Valle de Cuelgamuros, just north of Madrid. The location was a very deliberate choice for one important reason. First, the valley lies just six kilometers from El Escorial, the palace built by King Felipe II during Spain's 16th century golden age. Not only did the palace serve as the seat of power until the War of Spanish Secession, but the five most important Spanish Habsburg kings are buried there. Historian Helen Graham states that during Habsburg rule, hierarchy and cultural homogeneity, guaranteed by integralist Catholicism, had generated imperial greatness. Franco sought to recapture and recreate Spain's historical identity as a pure Catholic empire by placing his victory monument so close to El Escorial, he attempted to create a direct hereditary line between himself and the old empire in order to legitimize his power. Another way Franco created connection between his authority and the Habsburg monarchs was with the overbearing Catholic aesthetics of the monument. One of its main components, the 150-meter Christian cross, is the tallest in the world, sits upon a hill of granite, and could be seen looming over the entire valley from miles away. The basilica, built directly into the granite rock underneath the cross, is bigger than St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Religious imagery with dark and intimidating overtones adorns both the outside and inside of the basilica. This imagery, which equates religion with strength and violence, harkens back to Spain's medieval and imperial ages, again connecting Franco to Spain's historical identity. Now we should address the actual process of construction and the use of the monument as a burial site. The monument itself was constructed by thousands of political prisoners from the losing Republican side. Many died while being used as slave laborers, being buried in unmarked graves right on site. Right before the monument's inauguration in 1959, the bodies of thousands of soldiers from both nationalist and Republican sides were dug up from different regions of the country to be buried in unmarked mass graves underneath the basilica. Many of these bodies were never identified before their relocation. The only other figure buried in a marked grave other than Franco later would be was the founder of the Falangist movement, Primo de Rivera. This symbolically silenced the voices and erased the identities of the thousands of soldiers and workers. Historian Andrew Rigby states that through this, Franco was able to reaffirm the, quote, fundamental division between the victors and the vanquished and form a hegemonic Spanish identity according to the moral spirit of the nationalist war effort. The monument physically embodies the creation of a new Spain, birth from war, that fits securely into Franco's idea of what Spanish national identity should be. Any individual memories or opinions that oppose this ideal vision were to be officially buried, literally and figuratively. Because the legitimacy of Franco's regime rested on his civil war victory, it was absolutely necessary to quickly create and promote a favorable narrative that would become part of the collective memory among Spaniards. Therefore, he proposed that the monument at Valle de los Caídos would be a place of national reconciliation. Even today, the official website for the monument states it as such. However, because of the construction and aesthetics that we discussed earlier, and the presence of mass graves, the monument is anything but reconciliatory.
Even the name Valle de los Caídos, or Valley of the Fallen, refers only to those who fell for God and Spain. This is an honor only given to soldiers on Franco's side of the war, who supported nationalism and Catholicism. This is an honor only given to soldiers on Franco's side of the war, who supported nationalism and Catholicism, and not the soldiers who fought on the Republican side, which include anarchists, anti-clericalists, and communists. After Franco died in 1975 and was buried behind the main altar in the Grand Basilica, the monument became even less reconciliatory. His tomb became a pilgrimage site where supporters demonstrated their respect with flower bouquets or fascist salutes. Instead of honoring soldiers, the site became a place to honor Franco and his victory alone. As we discussed in the introduction, the creation and meaning ascribed to monuments can create social memories and a set of narratives about the past. The monument of Valle de los Caídos would cement a strong and prevalent historical narrative that would remain unchallenged until the contemporary controversy regarding Franco's removal. Let's talk about that contemporary controversy now. For many Spaniards, the site embodies immense loss and unspeakable suffering, and the reverent manner in which Franco was buried there was insulting. For others, like the far-right supporters who would flock to the site as pilgrims to pay their respects, it was a fitting tribute to Spain's best leader. In 2011 and 2013, leaders on the left first suggest exhuming Franco's body, and in the legislature, there were intense discussions about actually doing so. However, Franco's daughter objected, and the Franco Foundation vowed to take legal action to prevent it. Ultimately, she was successful in her campaign, receiving support from the right-wing party Partido Popular that was in power at the time. However, as discussed previously, the controversy arose again when newly elected socialist Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez announced his plan to finally follow through with the exhumation in 2018. Deputy Prime Minister Carmen Calvo explained that the initiative to remove Franco was intended as an act of respect towards his victims. However, this incited major uproar and dissent from Franco sympathizers. Estelle Tapias, a mother who often attended Mass at the Valle de los Caídos Basilica, was interviewed by the New York Times saying Franco was a dictator, but a good one. I really don't understand why these communists want to take him out. The debate of the exhumation is just a symbol of the larger debate around how Spaniards think Franco should be remembered and what the Spanish national identity should be. Parliament did ultimately approve the exhumation plan and Franco was relocated in October 2019. Some Spaniards still think this action isn't enough to change the meaning of the monument and that the whole site should be demolished. However, if one goal was to stop the public glorification of Franco, it might have worked. Visits to the site decreased by 50% in 2020. It's possible that the site will be turned into a remembrance center or a museum in the future and actually become a place of reconciliation, but only time will tell. One thing is certain though, Valle de los Caídos, no matter what changes are made to it, will always represent Spain's struggle to come to terms with its Franco past. As I mentioned before, Valle de los Caídos is symbolic of the greater debate around how to remember Spanish history. The actions taken by Franco to create and sustain certain narratives will be a central theme in the next episode, where we will discuss his rise to power, the war, and his regime, and what steps he took to legitimize his power. Mm -hmm.